All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. <laughs> it was hot. It was really quite something. <laughs> Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. So... Altplayground.net, guys, a fantastic place to connect with sexy people. It has been exploding with activity, especially that big wall. I absolutely love all the sexy photos that have been going up there. And I find myself just hopping over to altplayground.net just to feel a little bit of extra spice during my day. And that's in addition to all of the other amazing features that they have, like the podcast corner, video corner, and awesome communities like ours, Front Porch Swingers. So we definitely recommend that you head on over to altplayground.net net today and start a new adventure absolutely check it out the forums are awesome great information there and like you said the wall photos the theme days very sexy yeah i've also been posting some sexy photos on our community nice and we gave away something from partners id in our community last week and we're going to have more giveaways coming so it's just a really fun place to be and we really hope that you guys will come enjoy it along with us interact with us and enjoy all of the features that all playground has to offer yeah for sure and the second partner of our podcast today, Promescent, we had an amazing conversation with Jeff, who is the CEO of Promescent, about all things dick spray. <laughs> yes, all things male sexuality. I love talking to Jeff. Just one of the most exciting guys in the space. He's just, he's not like super clinical. He's a guy that owns a company that makes dick spray and a whole lot of other cool products. And he's just a laid back, down to earth guy. Just yeah. like talking to him. Absolutely. And he told us about some really cool products that are coming out from Promescent, aside yes. from just their delay spray. Their arousal gel, for example, is something that has been very popular with the ladies, myself included. And you can find that and all of the other products that Promescent has available by going to promescent.com. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. Use our code SWING15 for 15% off of your order and find out for yourself why we love these products so much. Yes. And, uh, uh, look out for the ladies. Some ladies products coming your way via Promescent. It's going to be very exciting. Absolutely. So, single guy tip of the week. I am taking it on this week because I have been communicating with a new single gentleman and I've been very impressed. And I actually wanted to throw something out there that made me even more impressed with him. Yeah, you mentioned this. You didn't tell me exactly what it was. You were going to surprise me. So, I'm eager to hear. Yeah. So, here's the thing. A lot of times, communication digitally, you know, that's typically what happens first before you meet a single guy in person. You're on Kick or you're on one of the sites and you're kind of going back and forth. And I will be very honest, my day gets insane. Like it gets away from me. It'll be four hours later before I get back to someone on something. And I think that you kind of have to be understanding about that, especially when it's the communication that you're having with someone that's, it's eventually going to be kind of that casual play type thing. It's not a relationship. It's just, we're talking, we're getting to know each other for the purposes of having fun. You have to be understanding of the fact that that person is not your top priority and vice versa. Right. However, I really liked that he communicated to me. I actually disappeared for like a day. Right. 
and he had asked me a question and I fully meant to type. In fact, I think I had actually typed out the message to him, but I hadn't gone back in and actually hit send. And so it was like right before I went to bed and he goes, hey, just for future reference, I totally understand you're going to get busy and things are going to happen. But if you need to duck out of the conversation, it'd be super cool if you just let me know that so I'm not hanging all day. And I was like, that is really cool. He was able, he was confident enough to tell me what it was he needed for my communication to express what it was that he was looking for from me. But he did it in like a super respectful way. He could have just ducked out altogether. He sure. could have just been like, ah, oh, fuck you. You're being a bitch. You're not, you're not texting me back for 10 hours at a time. I'm done. And then I wouldn't have heard from him again. Right. Instead, he very clearly communicated with me. And I think that that's something that both single guys and couples need to be open to is the single guy being able to express his needs just as much as the couple does. hundred percent. In fact, had you not offered up single guy tip of the week this week, I have a very similar, I had a very similar uh, situation take place while I was communicating with a couple. Interesting. Save that for next week. Okay, cool. So yeah, I mean, I just think it's important that, you know, and here's the thing, I'm going to be honest. Okay. We get a lot of messages from you guys, our listeners, as in couples who listen to our show and go, oh boy, do we have a single guy tip of the week for you? And a lot of times I'm like, that is horrible. It's egregious. I totally understand why you're pissed off. Totally agree with you, right? Then there are times when people will reach out with things that I think are well within the rights of the single guy and they're pissed off. And by digging in a little bit deeper, I think that there's a lack of respect for these single guys. And therefore it's like, okay, don't... Don't say that to us. No, for sure there is. You know what I mean? Like, you're not allowed to say that to us because you're a single guy. Right. And I think that this was one of those moments that a lot of other couples would have been like, well, why are you demanding my time? And why are you telling me when I need to communicate and when I don't? But you have to take the ego out of it as a couple just as much. Well, it's a dismissive type of kind of attitude that I just find a little bit off-putting. You know, I get it. You know, you're the couple, you're, you're the gal in this space. You're the, you're in the driver's seat. You don't have to be shitty to the guy. Yeah. But just because you're in the driver's seat doesn't mean you wield control over people. Right. You've still got to show the same level of respect that you would want someone to show you. I mean, it's, you know, you don't need to be dismissive of the single guy simply because you're the couple portion of this combination. Well, absolutely. And when a single guy reaches out to you and respectfully tells you what he needs from you. Yeah. You should just accept that. Either take it in and go, awesome, I can do that, or clearly and respectfully communicate back, nah, that doesn't really work for us, and here's why. Sorry about that. Let's part ways. Right. But to be shitty about it, I think is, you know, I I mean, and I'll be honest, because I had had the craziest day ever, you know, the day I had at yeah. work, it was fucking crazy. And so the, my first reaction when I read that was like, well, fuck you. Like, I had the craziest day, and you don't even care. And it's like, well, no, but not only does he not care, but he doesn't know. And no. it's not his problem, and right. I still owed him the respect of being a good communicator. Yeah, you were, I mean, you had a, <laughs> you had a trying day. You were even rough with me when you first got home. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of time because yeah. clearly you're, you're not really coming down from this yet. And then, you know, maybe later we can figure this out. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I'm not surprised the guy got a little bit of a, a little bit of attitude or, or well, you he thought about it yeah. originally. My, my first reaction yeah. was to be a bitch. And then yeah. I was, I reeled it back in and I had to be empathetic and see it from his perspective. Yeah. I think, listen, I think that's just normal. People have to treat each other the way they want to be treated. So just because you're the couple portion of this thing does not mean you get to run roughshod over the single guy and shit all over him. His time is important to him, just like yours is to you. Exactly. We've had to learn that over time, certainly. But as you said, we get, we are inundated with stupidity 
a lot of times. So it's difficult. A lot of times it's difficult. And I will be the first one to admit when it's super egregious, I just give it right back to you because I just won't waste my time trying to explain it to you. If you're that far gone, I'm just not going to do it. Well, and just know as a couple, please reach out to us with your single guy tips of the week, but also be open to what we have to say back to you and maybe understand that it's not 100% on the single guy at all times. You have to be willing to accept some of that criticism yourself and to better communicate and interact with these single guys because that's how the entire space gets better. Yeah. And let me say this, no matter how many of us think we get really stupid messages from single guys, none of them compare to what our friends Andrew and Maura get. (laughs) Andrew sends them to me all the time. Un- fucking believable yeah unbelievable yeah and trust me i'm not saying that you shouldn't shit all over like you said shit all over a single guy if he deserves it yeah i mean it's some of that shit is mind-blowing so it happens i get it but if it's respectful and it's delivered properly i mean you really should accept it and you know take it in a little bit have a little bit of compassion and send it back so i want to talk a little bit about my tatted friend before we get to our story this week oh okay (laughs) because she came in the other day Yes. And for those of you who are not familiar with what we're talking about, we've been telling our Patreon members for a while now that I have a lady crush. Yes, you do. She is this beautiful, she has dark, dark brown hair and she's super tatted, but her tattoos are all super well done, tasteful, like just beautiful art. And she's stunning. And I drool over her when she comes in. And it's what's in, most interesting to me about it, I guess, is I don't find myself attracted to women on that level very often. Right. Like you really have to kind of catch my eye for me to be super into a lady, you know, right. unless Versus- it's a couple situation. And then of course you're, you know, that's a different kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But I'm saying based on nothing but like physicality, right? I find myself attracted to guys all the time where I'm like, oh, he's super hot or like, oh, that's my type right there or whatever. Just looking at them. It almost never happens with women. And I'm not saying that because I don't find women beautiful. I think women are all beautiful in their own way. But I very rarely find myself drooling over a lady. Yeah, you get a little, you get, you text me every time she comes in. I know. I'm like a little kid. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's in here. You said she looks like, because I've never seen her. You said she looks like, like Megan Fox with a giant booty. She's Megan Fox, but like curvier. Like she's got some meat on her bones, but she's tatted like Megan Fox. And she looks kind of not alternatives, not the right word, but maybe like a little edgy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like it. Yeah. But it's had my mind spinning about like, okay, does this, what does this mean? <laughs> well, you said she flirts with you a little bit too. Well, you guys are kind of a little flirtatious and friendly back and forth. Yeah, but I think ladies do that with each other all the time. Yeah, but you you can get a read, I'm sure. You know, whether or not that seems to be something that's even remotely possible that she's attracted as well kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Well, the, I think my point is I'm never going to have the balls to actually pull the trigger. Well, no, it's also your workplace, which is so inappropriate. Okay. Well, if I saw her at the <laughs> coffee shop down the street, I still wouldn't have the balls to do it. Yeah, you might. I don't think so. I really don't. I think, and this is an interesting thing because in our, in our telegram group this week, we were talking about a topic that was very on point with this whole thing, which is. I am very comfortable flirting with a guy and like asking a guy if he wants to come back and play and being sexually suggestive with a guy. And I'm not that way with a woman. Why do you I, think that is? I don't know. I think part of it is because I'm comfortable with men in that way because that's been the dynamic that I have been used to my entire life. Like, me being for up until you know a few years ago i was a heterosexual woman who only dated men and only interacted with men on a sexual level and so to 
be on the other side of that. As much as I love the ladies and I love licking a pussy from time to time, it's really difficult to get myself to that place. Yeah, but when we are with a couple, you are typically the person who initiates it. And nine times out of 10, you initiate it with the gal. Yeah, but not unless she's like sending out vibes that she's super into it. I'm not, I'm never the one, I have never a single time been the one, for example, to initiate touch first. No, you certainly have gotten naked first. (laughs) No, totally. But like, I don't like rub ladies' arms or legs. If they do it to me, then I'm all about it. Right, right. Well, it's just just a level of comfort. You just got to get used to, you know, you got to find your your way, I guess, in that space. Maybe, or maybe it says more about my sexuality in general. Which is? I don't know. Maybe, I I don't know. Maybe it's, <laughs> I have no idea that I'm trying to talk through it on the show and I don't know how to talk through it. I guess my point is there is that block that exists there in terms of like, I will be sexually attracted to you. I will think about banging you, but actually being the aggressor and, and being the one that's going to pull the trigger first is really difficult. I think it comes down to us getting to know people because neither of us are that way, especially when we meet a couple, for example. Uh, we've never played with a couple the first time we've ever met them. Never. We, we need to get to know people. We like that, kind of that connection. And it's probably the same way with you, like our, our friend Hannah. You're super comfortable with her. Yeah. I mean, it's like you guys have been, you know, friends forever. We, all of us, it's just a very comfortable thing, but we know her. Yeah. You know, there's a level of a comfort and attraction and, you know, familiarity. That's true. The last time that we played with her was on your birthday. And yeah. I totally was the one that was like, okay, I'm getting in lingerie. Like, hopefully when I come out, you guys are getting naked. Yeah. Yeah. You, you started the whole, you set up the whole thing. Well, I know I set up the whole thing, but I also initiated the actual Yeah, play. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it's a level of comfort that you have to find within yourself with people yeah. before you can make that leap. That's really all it is. Yeah. yeah. Plus, please don't take this the wrong way. You or any of our male listeners, but I think men are more simple in terms of sex, like me being able to sexually initiate with them. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I guess it's more, it's, it's more comfortable for you because as you said, it's what you're, what you've been used to. However, when we find ourselves in lifestyle situations, you are typically, I mean, you're the life of the party. You're the gregarious one. You're outgoing. You're the talkative one. You're playful and people gravitate towards you for that reason. So I think there's a, you know, you've got a little bit of all of that going on. I am not that way. I'm much more quiet. I stand in the background. I let you do your thing and I get involved when I think it's appropriate. Yeah. I don't, I'm just not out there as the life of the party. That's not me. Is it also potentially, and I'm talking through this again without fully understanding it, is it also potentially that women have, especially in the lifestyle, have different ways of defining their sexuality? And so, I mean, it's like you have straight, obviously, and then you have open or heteroflexible and then you have bisexual and then you have bi-comfortable and bi-situational. And so it's all of these different labels that you're like constantly trying to walk through. Now, guys have the same thing, but it's much more common, as we've talked about many times, for women to be the ones that are maybe more open to like the female and female play. But knowing their comfort level is like an extra landmine I feel like I have to walk over sometimes. Yeah, we've talked about this with a, with a few people before. I think to be in the lifestyle in general, particularly if you're a couple, let's say, that plays same room, and for, uh, same bed. I mean, all the you know the, all those components. The, amongst everyone, there has to be a level of by comfortability, right? You, there's a bit of voyeurism. There are certain components that you, I think you just have to possess because of the situation that you you know in which you find yourself when you're playing like that, right? You know. So then it it goes to well, 
I'm not just bi curious, but I'm definitely open to engaging with someone of the same sex kind of thing, as opposed to just being okay being in close proximity to someone naked of the same sex. So I think there's different levels, obviously, but some of those components have to exist. Yeah, well, but I think what you just said about needing to really meet people and connect with them is what makes the difference. Because if I'm comfortable enough to say, hey, just so we're all on the same page, I am bisexual. I love to eat a lady out. Is that something you're open to? Or what are your thoughts on that is a way for me to be like, okay, now we're cool. And now I can just like do what we want to do. Or I know, okay, we can kiss and make out whatever, but then we're going to go with our male partners. Well, let's say this. We also know we've been in a situation where we were with a couple where the gal was simply not bisexual. That was an uncomfortable situation for you. You didn't enjoy that situation as much as you normally would. Yeah, it doesn't really do much for me because I. one of the reasons I love playing with couples is because I love the ladies and I right. want to be able to touch them and be intimate with them. So if that's off limits to me, not that I can't value the situation in other ways, but it's not going to be ideal for me. No, it certainly was. It was probably the least comfortable I think I've seen you when we have been playing. It's also the first time it ever happened. Correct. It was a shock. You were not, well, not a shock. You already, we already knew, but I don't think you realized how you were going to react to a situation where you were, we were with a couple and the gal was not into you at all. Right. You know, in fact, I don't think she looked at you the entire time she and I were playing. No, so, which was also super fucking weird. I'm like, hey, I'm in the room too. Yeah. I, you know, you don't have to want to touch me, but like you can at least appreciate my tits. Even if you're straight, I'm going to say even a straight woman can appreciate a nice set of tits or a nice ass. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't see, it's not like you're not comfortable in those spaces, but we have to get to a point, both of us really, as we just talked about earlier uh, on another show, we would like to create relationships with people with whom we play. Single guys, a bit different. Gals, for sure. That's a that's a given. And with couples, absolutely. We've never played with a couple that we've met the first time. Never, ever, ever has it happened. Right. And it, there's a reason for that. We both have to be comfortable, especially if it's going to be a situation where we're playing together, same room, same bed. You know, there's a lot to be considered. Yeah. You know, you want to Do be comfortable. Do you prefer when I'm playing with the ladies versus when it's completely separate? Like, well, what's your preference? You know, I think it's fun to watch you kind of interact with a gal of a, of a couple that with whom we're about to play potentially because there's something really sensual about it. Like just to watch from a distance, like if me and the guy are having a drink like when we're in Vegas and you were, were kind of touching, you and another gal were touching each other and playing. That's kind of hot, like the build up to it. But as you know, I prefer separate room because I get caught up in watching and listening to you and not paying as much attention to the, the partner that I'm with at the time. So for me, I have to separate those two things. But I do like to watch you engage with women. We have friends that we play with together, obviously, yeah. you know, Jessica and Roger. And that's super hot because, you know, she's hot. So <laughs> it's fun. You know, but I do prefer that that one on one because I, I get just caught up. Even and she's when, got some big old titties, and you like seeing me suck on them. I do. I enjoy them immensely. And even when we're all together, like if we're in the hot tub, and mm-hmm. it's she and I, and then it's you and Roger, and I can't see you, I can still hear you. Like I know you're right there, and I will find myself kind of fixated on some of that. For me, it's a bit much. I guess my ADD kicks in. Whatever. Yeah. I like the one on one thing, and like I can hear you from a distance in another room. That's totally cool. But being in the same room, I get. Distracted. I don't think we've ever actually done that though it's typically me playing completely separate from you yes absolutely absolutely now i will say our one and only soft swap experience was the hottest experience 
to date as it pertains to us being in a situation like that. Yeah, you want to know what's so funny about the soft swap thing is we have been saying since that night that like we need to do that again. Yeah, and we has have not never done it. No. I want to find a soft swap couple. Like yeah. that is my goal. My yes. new goal is for us to find a couple that that like it is completely off the table for anything penetrative to happen yeah. because then we have to just fixate on the oral. Well, and yeah. I loved it so fucking much. Well, then we, on the, I mean, our sex when we got home was insane because we were, first of all, we had a 20 minute drive home. So we played with them, soft swap with them for a couple of hours, had a drink, stood around, hung out. Then we had to drive 20 minutes. It was two and a half hours. I mean, we were just pent up. Oh. So by the time we got home, we were basically tearing each other's clothes off in the car on the way home. Yeah. So, I mean, it was super fucking hot. And that soft swap experience just elevated our sex that night. To another level, it was because cr- we just we couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, because that was fucking. That was a hot. That was tough. Oh. That was a hot experience. It was it was tough not to go up, to do the full Monty with those two. <laughs> it was because she was so sexy. Oh, so hot. So yeah. yeah, it was really tough. And finding some another couple like that would be amazing. We don't. I guess we just don't come in contact with a lot of soft swap couples. We really don't. But I would love to find one with a bisexual woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because what was also really yeah. hot about that was I think that was only the second time you'd ever seen me go down on a lady. Uh, I don't know if that's necessarily true maybe I, it is a hundred percent maybe yeah it could have been listen it well it was certainly the maybe the maybe the second or third time you saw me pay that much attention orally to a woman because that's what we were doing yeah you know it was crazy hot i was just it was really just a hot experience so hey any of you sexy bisexual ladies out there who are part of a couple that want a soft swap <laughs> yeah we, yeah listen it's, let us know <laughs> yeah we get it there are, there are purists in the lifestyle who don't believe soft swap is actually part of the swinging oh. Oh, that's sphere. bullshit. It's fucking ridiculous. It, it is so sexy. I think you're even in the lifestyle if you just go and watch and fuck in front of other people. Yeah, it's a voyeuristic component, certainly. And, and I mean, you it's... want to be seen. And listen, it, there's to put labels on this shit, I go back to, you know, to Ruby. She's like, I just like to fuck. You know, I, <laughs> I know, seriously. You know, why, why do I have to be in a box? Why does it have to be more complicated <laughs> yeah, why do you got to label me? Yeah. I just like to fuck. For sure. So just keep it simple. <laughs> She's a badass. Yeah, I, I just love that. <laughs> We've been using that constantly since we talked to her. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it makes, I mean, it, it's so simple, but it's, it's perfect in its simplest form, right? Yeah. I like to fuck. And that's all there is here. Yeah. We're done here. We're going to start saying that when people ask, like, oh, what are you guys? Are yeah, you like, like soft swap, full swap? We just, we like to fuck. Yeah, we're just going to throw that out there. Make it nice. And, and whatever nice. fucking looks like, you know? Yeah. Could be, what, yeah. Could be sucking someone off. Could be actual penetration. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or soft swap, which was super fucking hot. I totally recommend it. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, there, there you have it. Oh, geez. So, I guess that was a very long way of saying I may or may not eventually flirt with the super hot Well, you totally flirt chick. with her. You may or may not actually like. Well, like if her. I ever see her out, like forever at a bar or something, I'm totally going to buy her a drink. Because I 100%. have to, right? Yeah. Because now it's so built up. Yeah, you have to. And I talk yeah. about her all the time. Yeah, I really do have a crush on her. It's the first time I've ever had a crush on a woman ever. Yeah, you got a lady crush, and I am eager to see her because I've yet to meet her. So She's hot. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, that could be super fucking hot. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I, mean, I dig it. So we have a story to get to this week that I'm excited to share. It happened a few weeks ago, and we've kind of been holding on to it because, well, you'll see. You'll just see why, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but it is a Clint episode. I know some of you, we've had people reach out and say, hey, don't take this personally, but we only listen to the Clint episodes. Yeah, it happens a lot. He's become quite a star. <laughs> yeah, because people are super into him. And like, I think especially women are very drawn to his stories because sure. he is a he's a really sexy guy and the experiences that we have reflect that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we you did have an experience with Clint a couple weeks back, a few weeks back now, and we've been holding it and saving it for a good reason. Yeah. So we're going to tell it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Clint came to our house. You were home, right? It was I a was. Monday. I was home, yeah. It, for those of you who follow us on, uh, who, those of our, our Patreon members, I should say, the people that get our naughty Snapchat know that Monday is like my slutty day. Yeah. I'm usually doing many naughty things throughout the day, typically involving a second cock other than yours. <laughs> right, an additional cock. <laughs> so that was definitely the case this Monday. He came over. You came home like you said, during your lunch break or during the middle of the day. Yeah. And uh, the three of us were sitting around having a conversation and you had to go back to work. Yes. So I obviously let Clint know ahead of time that I wanted to play. And right. he said he was totally down for that. Right. And so um, he went downstairs for a little bit. I spent a couple minutes getting myself ready. And I picked out a piece of lingerie that in hindsight was not my finest moment, but it's very sexy. I, I wear it all the time on our social media because I love it Which so one? much. It's the the blush colored sequin oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. slip type thing. It's It looks more like a cocktail dress than lingerie. Right. And it's also not, it's a, a little bit cumbersome, but it's very sexy. Yeah, not easy to get to in and out of and to manipulate for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I put that on, kind of lotioned myself up, got myself all ready, called him upstairs, and he came up and saw it, really enjoyed the sequins, and we immediately started making out. And I think I like when we have a little bit of time in between play sessions, because one of the things that I feel a lot from Clint is like a buildup of energy. He's really good about kind of harnessing all of that. Well, it was a hot second before you actually saw him since that, before that point. Several weeks, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I like that idea. Yeah. You know, for a while there, it was every single week. And that was great too, because I love seeing him and it's super hot every time we're together. But I notice when there's those gaps of time, the way that he touches me, the way that he kisses me, all of those things seem more intense. Sure. And I really do think he has this little like bank stored up of all of that energy. Granted, he's fucking other people. So that's not... Yeah, but it's not the same. Same. It's like, it's not as if he was with you and it was uh, someone new, but it feels newer because it's they're so far removed. Yeah. Well, I also think we appreciate each other sexually. And sure. so it's that idea of like, he's kind of saving some things up specifically for me. Plus, I think play that he has, like, for example, with his, uh, his partner is very different than ours. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so it's a different manifestation of energy. And you can feel that in the way he touches me. And that's exactly what I was experiencing the basically the minute he walked in the bedroom door. Sure. Is he's kissing me and it's it's intense, it's sexy. At one point, he kind of puts his hand around my throat because we've been talking about choking earlier today. Yes, yes we had. <laughs> and uh, so he was choking me a little bit and slapped my face a little bit. And it just immediately got me in the right headspace. Like, fuck yes, this is on, this is going to happen, and I'm pumped for it. He turned me around at one point, and the lingerie that I had on is fairly low cut, yeah. so like my tits are already basically hanging out of this thing. He barely has to pull them out, but he does pull them out, and he's grabbing onto each one really hard with a really nice grip and then slaps the tit, right. which you know I fucking love. Yes, I do. It's just, oh, fuck. I don't know why, if, you know, for those of you who love impact play on your on your front, you can totally relate to this, but it's like, it's painful, but it's not the same as on your ass. Like, you're, there's a lot of meat on your tit, or at least right. there is on mine. 
yeah. Well, it's also like, I mean, caning you on your tits is a different experience than doing it on your thighs or your butt. It's uh, it, it's it, less intense for yeah. me. And maybe it's just like they're not as sensitive or as the, the crop, average woman. The crop really works well on your tits. Oh, also. I love the crop. And my nipples are fairly sensitive, but my actual boob is not super sensitive. Yeah. I hate the word boob. <laughs> yeah, it can, it can take a crop. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I really enjoyed that. And it, he did it for quite a while. He'd go back and forth between them. And then he'd do like a softer slap and then a really hard slap. Once again, just setting the tone for this entire thing, which I really liked. And then I sat, he sat me down on the bed and was standing in front of me. And I kind of smiled up at him and he goes, I know what you want. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> and he goes, do you want to suck my cock? And I said, yes. <laughs> So he, you know, unbuttons his pants and undoes his belt and takes down his pants. And so I'm sitting on the bed. He's standing in front of me. I'm like barely having to squat down because he's tall and I'm short. And so, you know, his cock is now free and I start sucking it. (laughs) And what I really, really liked about this, and I love every time that I provide oral for Clint because it can turn into one of a million different things. It can be he's face fucking me or it can be significantly softer, or it can be a combination of the two. It can be me controlling it, him controlling it. And this particular session was a kind of a combination of everything. So I started off really kind of slow and methodical and looking up at him almost as if like, are you going to face fuck me? (laughs) Are you going to let me continue to do it this way? And uh, so he finally picked up the pace, kind of grabbed the back of my head, back of my neck and started forcing me down on it. And I have talked about this multiple times now, but one of my favorite things about that is when my eyes start watering and the makeup starts running and I know in my head that I'm turning into like this mess of a sex toy. You know what I mean? Because part of the reason I love playing with Clint is that I feel in some ways used, right? which some people are not going to understand. That's totally okay. Don't yuck my yum. I like being used during sex. I like the idea of like, I am yours to do with what you will. And he makes me feel that way so often. And it's fucking perfect. Well, and we talked about this literally just a little while ago about how some guys kind of take liberties that they probably shouldn't take until there's a familiarity, particularly as it pertains to oral. Like you don't like when someone you don't know puts a hand on the back of your neck and kind of forces you down. And or that doesn't kind of thing. receive my consent and first. D- right. Has not, yeah. re- has not received consent, doesn't understand how to receive it. There's been no conversation about it and just kind of takes those liberties. But when you do have a familiarity with someone like Clint or Aiden or Ben, you know that it's potentially going to happen and you really enjoy it. Yeah. Because you have, you know, you have that understanding with them. And also mutual respect. Like I right. know that Clint really respects me just because he's making me feel quote unquote used. I know that at the end of the day, he sees me as a friend and he appreciates my time. And so it's different. I can really just let go of all of those like external ideas of what it means to like be face fucked. And I can just enjoy the actual physicalities of it. Yeah. And we should say that's also, that's our play. You know, yeah. when it comes to my using you, quote unquote, that's how we play. So it's not that it's it's out of the norm, certainly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that for quite a while. And then he laid me down on the bed and started licking my pussy. And I, we've talked many times about, about the Clint oral skills, but I love them. Absolutely love them. He knows exactly how to tease me, exactly where to put the tongue, exactly where to nibble, and then suck right on the clit when he knows that I'm getting close. And so it was perfect. He made me come super hard. And I remember specifically, he had my ass like in his hands. He was gripping. 
gripping me on my hips, on my ass, on both sides. And you've done this a time or two too. When I come hard, especially from oral, I wriggle all over the place. I can't stay still. <laughs> and I'm aware. And it's so much sexier to feel those hands like grabbing me around the ass to keep me in place versus like holding my legs down. You know what I mean? It's just that uh, it's one other way that I feel controlled in that moment. And it's fucking sexy. Well, to put this into perspective, to give the listeners an idea of how hard you squeeze and wriggle and constrict when you orgasm, yeah. when I'm doing that, I also have, I weigh over 200 pounds. I have to put my shoulders behind your thighs to keep you on. So I've got my hands on your ass and hips holding you down and my shoulders on your hamstrings basically to keep you in place so you don't <laughs> like wriggle away. <laughs> Yeah, it takes it's quite a quite a work. Yeah. Work out while your yeah. your mouth is working and your arms and everything. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I like that. I like that I come that hard. You do. Plus, there is no denying when I come. No, listen, just we'll just break here real quick. The other night we had sex last night. You you came so hard like you were sitting on me reverse back to me sitting on the couch. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. You came so hard. You you ejected yourself off of me. <laughs> Like, you didn't just push me out of you. Like, you had to stand up. Yeah. And then when I put you on the bed, you were on your stomach, and your ass was up in the air. You did it again. Yeah. You literally lurched yourself forward, pushing me out, but you lurched forward. Yeah. It was really crazy. Oh, man. I was coming hard. Yeah. You were super tight, and you were squeezing hard. It was like a vice. Yeah. Like, I think where that was did after that my... come from? <laughs> I think it was after my crazy work day, too. So I think it was yeah. just like purging of all the craziness via orgasms. Yeah. I've done that a time. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was Friday, not yesterday. It was Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, that was even, even for you, that was intense. <laughs> so, anyway, I came pretty hard from him licking my clit. It was really nice. And then, favorite part of this whole thing, okay? So, I'm still on the bed on my back, but my legs were dangling over the edge, and he pushed me up onto the bed by my legs. Right. So, I am now on my back, but my knee, my knees are bent. My feet are now on the bed. And he starts playing with my pussy again. And I'm kind of stroking his cock a little bit. He's on my side, so I have access to his cock. And I'm, I'm kind of touching him and touching his balls and just, you know, playing all around with him as he's starting to finger me. And it starts really slow. It's a little swirl around the clit and then maybe one finger in and then maybe two fingers in. But it's all very slow. And I'm like, this is not Clint. What has he got up his sleeve? He's doing something, right? At one point, he literally takes one of my legs and lifts it up in the air. So my ass is now off of the bed and he has full access to my pussy. And he starts fingering me so vigorously, I can't even describe it. It is like, it is two fingers just going to town and I squirted everywhere all over the bed all over him all over myself it was fucking crazy yeah, I, know. I came home there were no sheets on the bed nope i'm like what happened in here <laughs> i had to literally get up grab myself a towel grab him a towel like it was intense and what was really interesting about it and i've never really experienced this from squirting before but my legs shook at the same time that i was squirting Typically, I experience that more from like penetrative sex where we've had sex for a long time and I'm on, you know, orgasm three or four, my legs really start to shake. I've never experienced that from being fingered before. Yeah. It was pretty fucking impressive. That's intense. 
Yeah. So then he, we kind of cleaned ourselves up a little bit. He laid on the bed and I started kind of sucking on his cock again, just very like playfully. And it was really kind of fun. Actually, it was a fun moment because I was like sucking and then I kind of licked on his balls a little bit. And then we'd like say something kind of flirty or silly to each other. It was not an intense moment. It was very kind of playful and silly. And we did that for quite a while. And I really got it myself kind of worked up. I started fingering myself a tiny bit while I was doing it too. And it was just this very very different moment from everything that had previously happened. And um, we did not end up having sex, penetrative sex, I should say, but it was a lot of oral play. It was a lot of touching, a lot of caressing, like, and it was a so- much softer moment than than we previously have had. And I really enjoyed that, especially given why Clint was at our house earlier in the day, because I, I feel like it was a, a reconnection time for us. Does sure. that make sense? Not yeah. the same type of reconnection that you and I have. That's obviously very different. But it was more so this moment of like, okay, we just did all this crazy shit. I just, you know, made you squirt all over the bed and all that jazz. But we can also still enjoy this friendlier, fun moment. Yeah, just confirmation of the conversation that we had had just prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was fun. It went on for quite a while. And then once again, as typical with myself and Clint, we laid in the bed and we just talked and we talked about things going on in his life and in my life. And, you know, there was a couple of maybe playful touches here and there, but, but that was kind of the interaction. And I will say, while this was not crazy sex, I wasn't getting pounded for hours or anything like that. It was one of my more preferred playtimes that he and I have had because it didn't have to be any of that. You know what I mean? I feel like he and I are at a point in our play that we can play in a lot of different ways and we can have lots of different results of that play and all of it is okay and all of it is fun. Yeah, well, that's we talk about that a lot. It's not just the, you know, the encounter or the experience isn't defined by penetration. No, you know, or him had, coming even. Right. We've had plenty of experiences, as we just talked about, the soft swap experience, that were super fucking hot and amazing that did not involve penetrative sex. Right. You know, it's it, it's just a, a hot experience. Yeah. Well, and I mean, still, I squirted all over the place. There are women that have never experienced that. I experienced it in, you know, a 25-minute play session with yeah. somebody. So, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's, yeah, like you said, proof that like it can be a lot of different things and we're both okay with that. Yeah, Not only okay with that, we're both appreciative of that. At least I am, it certainly seems he is. Well, it also speaks to the the relationship and the connection because I think, and again, we talked about this earlier as it pertains to, you know, men's sexuality, for example, the idea of a man not reaching orgasm and not having that penetrative sex to a lot of guys is a problem. Like they look at that like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. And in this particular case, it was anything but. And I think that lends itself to the type of person that that Clint is, of course, and to the the relationship that you have with him, that it's comfortable enough that that is not the primary goal. So not only that, not only all of what was just said, but since then, and this is maybe contradictory to what you just said, but it's also kind of a fun play on no penetrative sex. I have been playing and as as in masturbating (laughs) and thinking about him fucking me since then. Yeah, because again, it wasn't, not that it wasn't fulfilling, certainly, and that it it wasn't a situation that was, that you didn't feel like it was a complete, you didn't, you did not feel like it was a success, but you didn't have that penetrative sex that you a lot of times or most often do. So of course there's, 
the opportunity for for that down the road and you're thinking more about that it's on your mind because it didn't happen right you know which makes perfect sense yeah and it's kind of hot i mean it's it's not like every single time i play with myself but it's like at least a couple times a week that i'm like you know playing with my dildo and i'm like oh this be nice if this was Clint here on top of me fucking me. So how? So let's talk about that for a second, because then we have to get into why that session took place, actually, or the surroundings of that session. So when you are playing with yourself, you're home alone. It's Monday afternoon or whatever it is, and got the house to yourself. You're, you know, you're riding the tremor or doing whatever, <laughs> waking up the neighbors. What are you? What do you think about the most? Like, who is there? Someone specific you think about the most? Is there an experience you think about the most? What do you think about the most? Most recently, let's say within the last couple of weeks. I it really depends. I don't think I think of any one thing more than anything else. I mean, I fantasize yes about specific people, you, Clint, you know, other people I've played with. I think more often I fantasize about situations that I would like to happen. So, for example, the idea of being airtight has led to many a solo orgasm. Yeah, we've talked about that, of course, thanks COVID. That would have been done already. Right. So, yeah, we talked about that a couple of times. Yeah, so that's, that's what I was curious of, is where your mind goes when you're in those in those times. And sometimes I replay things that are really hot. I mean, the one that, honestly, the one that has probably fueled the most solo play for me was the time you and I were with Hannah and I was riding her cock and she was riding her face at yes. the same time. And I was like touching her from the back and like pulling on her hair while she was orgasming on your face. Like that moment has fueled so much sexual energy for me for this entire time since it's happened. Yeah, me too. That was super fucking hot. <laughs> and I'm really looking forward to doing that again. I just text, We were just texting back and forth the other day talking about having to repeat that. It was super fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah, that was absolutely top three most intense experiences thus far in the lifestyle for sure. Oh, it was so fuck fucking hot. Yeah, it Holy was. shit. Yeah, I mean, she was just, yeah, sitting on my face. You're riding my cock. It, I couldn't even know what was going on. Did not care. It was super fucking hot. That room could have been on fire. Yeah, we wouldn't have even known. Couldn't give it a shit. Yeah, it was so fucking hot. What do you think about when you masturbate? Just like that. <laughs> you know, uh, some of the experiences that you had, obviously, I replay in my mind uh, what those experiences must have been like, obviously. And then replaying in my mind what we talk about after those experiences. Like the I dirty guess. talk in our bedroom? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like the my go-to. But certainly experiences like that one with Hannah, top of the list. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, we have so much spank bank material. Like think of vanilla couples that only have sex with each other or not even with each other. Yeah, or none at all. What do they fucking masturbate to? I porn. guess porn. Porn. Yeah. That's where they go. I mean, that's where people go, right? Where do you? That, that's it. I mean, you know, I, I just, didn't uh, even before the lifestyle, but I bet, a, I mean, the vast majority of people do. Oh, I just had this conversation with somebody my age, another guy, talking about porn and how, you know, how excessive it is and how crazy it is and how very little it, it relates to normative of life, you know, yeah. because I remember being a kid and finding Playboy magazines or Hustler magazines. I can still like smell the paper of those magazines in my mind. You know, <laughs> that's where like that was porn when you were a kid, you know, yeah. it was actually, you saw a bush, it was a real thing and it was real women and it was, you know, it was super fucking hot. There was a bush in Playboy? Hell yeah, there was. Oh, damn. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. Yeah, there was the Playboy like forum section where people would write in because those days you had to write in. There was no internet or, you know, bare computers for that matter at least if they were a computer fit in a, a house the size of ours but they would send in their polaroid pictures and stuff and you know it was very 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 hot so mm. yeah i feel bad for kids who are not going to grow up with those 
types of things. They got to go to the internet. They're going to miss out on the smell yeah. of the magazine. That sexy memory that's always going to be tied to yeah. to that magazine for you. Yeah, absolutely. I cannot remember. It, it's crazy that I can't remember it, but I had one under my mattress, between my mattress and box spring as a kid forever. And I cannot remember for the life of me who was on the cover of it. I just don't remember anymore. <laughs> drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But it was super hot. Yeah. Interesting. I have no idea what my first experience was with porn. Yeah, that was me. Playboy magazine. I did some chat rooms, did some naughty shit in chat rooms that I shouldn't have. As a, In high school? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's naughty. Because there was, you know, like AOL chat and shit. That was big when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah, so. I remember AOL. That was a real thing. <laughs> yeah. So shall we chat about why Clint was here on Monday of that day? I think we should. So this particular episode comes out tomorrow. Will be episode 98. Right. Correct? Well, it's today when they're today. listening to it. Yeah, you're listening to it. Well, <laughs> for those of you listening, we recorded this on Sunday, coming out today on Monday. Episode 100, as we've talked about, is going to be very exciting. We actually had Clint in studio and we interviewed him and we had a chance to talk with him for an hour about the relationship between all of us and you and he and his relationships and his world because we thought... Well, everyone wants to talk. Everyone wants to hear from Clint. Yes. So we brought him in and uh, had a had an amazing conversation with him. Yeah. I'm so fucking excited. It was really funny. I've had a couple of women reach out and be like, is Clint even real? Yeah. Like, is he like maybe the, you know, conglomeration of a bunch of different guys and you just call him Clint? I'm like, no, he's a real fucking person. <laughs> he's so cool. And we talk about him so highly that people don't even think he's a fucking person. So, so yeah, I mean, he's a real person and you're going to hear from him. And I'm so fucking excited. I think the conversation we had was... Was insightful. I think obviously you're going to learn a lot more about who he is as a person completely separate from the sexual interactions that we have, which I think is important given how much we talk about him because my concern has always been that you're getting a very narrow view of who Clint really is. Sure, of course. By the way that we talk about him on the show, right? It's all about like the sex and and the friendship too, but like we're not talking about who he really is. Yeah. And you're going to hear it straight from him, which is so fucking cool. Yeah, you'll understand a little bit more about, you know, what's shaped him to this point, how the why this relationship I think works as well as it does because he really does kind of open himself up a little bit and you'll get a feel for how this works and why it works. Yeah. So episode 100 just a couple weeks away and we're so excited to share that with you we have some big plans for episode 99 as well we're not gonna throw that out there quite yet but the next couple of episodes guys gonna be really big and i'm excited i will also say it's a milestone it's a big deal fuck yeah it is can you 100 episodes when we started this did you ever think we'd be a 100 episodes in no we started this on october the 1st of 2018 yeah so we're not even at two years yet and not quite and the idea that we're at 100 episodes is crazy to me yeah crazy it's a lot of a lot of blood sweat and tears that have gone into this podcast for sure mostly sweat yeah for sure a lot of sweat for a lot of reasons yeah but yeah i'm i'm very proud of what we've done up to this point i'm significantly more excited for what's to come because it's like the first first 98 episodes now have been great in a lot of ways and i think that a lot of the content we put out there is incredibly sexy and fueling we've had so many people reach out and be like oh my god this is so hot and that's awesome i think what we have coming up for you guys is going to be a game changer it's going to be literally nothing you've ever heard before well it's gonna we're gonna be doing things again in this the late part of 2020 and and into 2021 provided the world is not still in flames and uh, thanks to covid there are a lot of things that we have planned and that we're going to do that frankly have not been done before in this space and it's going to be for as you said it's a game changer and going to just 
turn our lives upside down yeah. so much in, in so many ways. Yeah. And we hope that you'll come along on that journey with us. And as always, we have to give a thank you to the people that have really gotten on board with us, who sponsor our show every single week, who are amazing to us, and who we've also become very close friends with. Yes, it's amazing how close we've gotten with the folks, particularly those that we interact with on Telegram. I mean, just there's so many very cool people there. Yeah, and what we're referring to is our Patreon community. It's a way to sponsor the show, to be involved in the future of FPS. And we want to give a very big thank you and shout out to our newest Patreon members this week who are Stephanie, Adriana, Lucio, Tim, Paul, Tabitha, Tracer, Simon, and Darren. Lots of people jumping on board. They are uh, going to have access to, like you said, our Telegram group, which has over 80 people from across the world and across all the different types of, they're all the different types of non-monogamous relationships that exist. And they're also some of the most thoughtful and willing to share people I have ever met in my life. I am so thankful for those people. And by being a Patreon member, you'll absolutely have access to that chat group. You also get to go onto our naughty Snapchat if you're interested in doing so. It's a great place to just get a couple of extra naughty photos that you're not going to see anywhere else. We put out bonus episodes of Front Porch Swingers every single week. We do giveaways, all sorts of fun shit. So we really hope that you'll consider jumping on board with us there. And you can do so at patreon.com slash front porch swingers. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And we will have that link in our show notes for you. So it's easy for you to find us. Yeah. And as we travel the country this uh, upcoming late 2020, early 2021, we're going to try to interact with as many of our patrons as possible. We have a gigantic map, stars all over it for places we need to go. We have stars of different, this is so ridiculous. We're so overly analytical it's not even funny we have different stars which means different things yeah different colors of stars so like our patreon members in different cities have stars of their own color that were like we have to make it there because so and so lives there and they invited us for a barbecue and we're gonna fucking go right so it's a really great way to uh, to make sure that you meet us if you should want to <laughs> hopefully we don't fucking disappoint but you know we're willing to show up and uh, make fools of ourselves either way so yeah. and we're gonna be throwing some events along the way some meet and greets and some different places and gather people up and the patrons are really going to be a big part of what we're doing going forward yeah and fuck they're cool people i'm so yeah. thankful for them like i said they're just so so they're badasses. So thank yes. you guys very much. Also, guys, you can find us on social media on Twitter and Instagram. Just kidding. Not anymore. You can find us on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers 2. Yes. And we are also on YouTube and Front Porch Swingers. We put up some fun shit there that, once again, you're not going to see anywhere else. So make sure you hop over there and subscribe to our channel. Once again, a very big thank you to those of you who have taken time out of your days to provide us with Apple Podcast reviews. You are the reason that we are getting crazy listenership right now. Yeah. Um, it's just bumping up like crazy. And I'm, I'm convinced that a lot of it is you guys leaving reviews, letting other people know that our content is worthwhile. And thank you so, so much for doing that. Yeah, much appreciated to all of that information that you've provided. Fuck yeah. And like we said, guys, you will not want to miss the next two episodes of From Port Swingers. Well, really any of them, but you know, well, specifically the next two. Yeah, nine, 99, 100, 101, and 102 are going to be really fun. Yeah, we've got, we have a lot planned for the next four weeks and yeah. uh, all with entertaining and maybe titillating you guys in mind. Absolutely. So we hope that uh, you'll join us every single Monday right here on From Port Swingers. And as always, thank you very much for listening. Thanks, everybody. 
Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.